now calling me hooked on songs with roots and tongues and What up, everybody? Welcome to episode 48 of Hooked on Sonics. I am one of your two co-hosts, uh, Bruce, and over there is the lovely and talented Tone Capone, dressed in all of his Ravens regalia, and we have a fantastic show for you guys today. Um, we have a little interesting music collaboration uh, between Danger Mouse and MF Doom, the... Um, the Mouse and the uh, Mask. Yeah, the, well, that's the name of the album, Mouse and the Mask, but their collaboration was called Danger Doom. Correct. Woo! Easy for me to say. And something way easier to say is the Rolling Stones' latest album, Hackneyed Diamonds. Uh, some tid- music tidbits, uh, music news, drinks... Yeah, whatever else comes up in the mix before we get to all that. Uh, Tone, how are you and how was your holidays? I'm great, man. Holidays were great. Received some really nice gifts from the fam. Uh, got a really cool uh, Hooked on Sonics uh, custom uh, hoodie from my uh, my niece. Nice. See, we got the logo there. Very Mm -hmm. thoughtful gift. Uh, Wife got me some really nice gifts. Uh, We went pretty practical this year. Everything was good. White elephant. uh, That'll never happen again. Um, Not a fan of those anymore. And, you know, uh, I'm just going to leave it at, you know, sometimes somebody, uh, you know, looks sad and somebody else looks sad at white elephants and it's not fun, you know, so. I think uh, we're going to move on to uh, a Secret Santa idea, and uh, <laughs> we're going to go on from there. But uh, other than that, man, you know, every you know, in life, you know, sometimes we get that gift that, oh, it's it's this gift. Um, if you if you want to talk about your best gift or your uh, your worst gift in a white elephant or just in an actual giving situation, feel free to speak below on it. We'd love to hear your incidents. Oh, yeah, please. Bruce, you got an incident for us? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you can tell everyone who's watching this on video, um, I am the pure specimen of health. Um, So I'm fit, trim, and ready for round two. Anyway, one year um, for a white elephant gift, I got a – there was a uh, a workout show – in the early mid 2000s, something like that called the biggest loser on NBC. Well, uh, I got a two CD set of the biggest loser soundtrack. So I could sweat to all the oldies and the newies and all that. I was livid. Interesting. Livid. Yeah. I don't think I ever listened to it either. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's a wonderful gift to receive for somebody. That's right. I mean, I, I mean, I, I do like music. However, that was not. I would have ranked it a two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did you did you ever listen to it? Mm-mm. Nope. I probably didn't listen to it just out of spite. 
Like, come on, guys. Right. I get it. Uh, I actually send you a little message over there, man. If you want to take a look at your phone real quick. Sure. Good. Good. Sure. Um, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll put us in a situation where we can kind of feel each other. Uh, with that being said, don't touch my butt. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. If you've got anything to say in regards to a a horrible gift, a great gift, we want to hear hear it below. Feel free to leave a comment on that. We want to want to hear it. Um, me personally. I'm pretty thankful for most I get. I just don't appreciate, I, I, I don't like getting gifts that I already, or I would never utilize. You know what I mean? Right. Just, that's, that's, that's an uncomfortable feeling for me. Like in what situation would I utilize this thing that you've, you've bestowed upon me? Yeah. And, and uh, it's not to be ungrateful. It's just, I don't, th it makes you, it makes you feel like on my end, it makes you feel like you put no thought behind the gift. Right. You know what I mean, you you don't know me from Adam, and you just, and and that's why I don't like white elephants, dude. I, I'm not a fan. I'm a hard yeah. pass on those from now on. Oh, you know what I got this year for uh, our company's white elephant? What was that? Vice grips. A three could, pack of vice grips. I could use those. Uh, listen, at it works. Point, at hey, listen, at some point in time, you're going to need a vice grip, and you're going to think, yep. you know what? I got that whole new set down there. I can go ahead and grab. I'm never mad at tools or anything like that, man. You know what I mean? Because at some point in time, I'm probably going to utilize that tool. Yep. And it's nice to have them on hand. It's always nice to have the right tool for the job. That's right. Always. Took cool, me cool, three man. marriages to figure that out. And a. What? I understand. <laughs> Only in my second and hope to not go through a third ever. Yeah, that's right. Dude, I will. That'll. That's another story, another time. <laughs> um, with that being said, uh, dude, we've been listening to lately. Well, let me tell you what I've been. Let me tell you what I've been listening to, brother. So, picked up some um, stuff over the holiday. Let's see, the first thing I got was a nice little compilation. I haven't seen before and I haven't found it really online much. It's Albert King, I Get Evil. A little compilation. Yeah. Um some kind of a comprehensive track listing from starting from his earliest recordings to some of his later stuff. Um pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um hard to believe he only he died when he was 70. I thought he was way older than that. So he lived a hard life, but one of the greats, Albert King. Next thing I picked up when I was uh, in Columbus over over the weekend, um, this this gentleman here, um, this is kind of a unique find for me. Uh, this gentleman here was widely regarded as the fifth member of Kiss. Uh, he was with them before they even got a record deal. Before anything, he really helped shape the band. Uh, with their choreography, with their makeup, with their songwriting. Um, he produced Gene Simmons' solo album. He co-wrote a lot of stuff from Peter Chris's solo album. And this gentleman is Sean Delaney. 
highway, um, still sealed. Um, I have never actually seen this thing in the wild. Uh, so, you know, for seven bucks, it was a hell of a deal. Um, real kind of trippy, interesting. Yeah, I was able to actually find this on YouTube. Um, so I didn't have to break the seal on my on my original vinyl. Um, kind of a mix between that old, older style kiss, Alice Cooper notes. And just, it's a bizarre album. Uh, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. It's just, I'm glad it's I different. got it. Yeah, I'm glad I listened to it. I'm glad I like it. You know, I liked it. I just don't know how to categorize it. It's a cool album. Okay. Yeah. And then, lastly, I got, in honor of uh, this week's episode, I got MF Doom's uh, Mmm Food album that's a two two lp set uh, one's green one's green vinyl and one is pink vinyl nice yeah so yeah really cool nice nice have you cranked that album yet yes that's one of the reasons i got it i really enjoyed that album yeah doing a little I bit of a di- I, doing a little bit I, of a dive on doom dude i did Dude, he's got he's got he's got one of the sickest flows on the damn art. Yeah, of we'll, arts, def- dude. we'll definitely talk about it later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh he's fun, man. He's definitely he's definitely something else, and it's sad that he's gone, in my personal opinion. But we'll talk more about that later. Yep. Um, me, what was I listening to this week? Pretty sure I listened to some Ohm this week. Maybe some Orange Goblin. Uh, I really dig Orange Goblin. Dude, they're fun, man. I was definitely listening to some Mountain Magnet at some point in time this week. Monster Magnet. And uh man, it was somebody else I was listening to. I always forget somebody that I want to I want to mention on the show. But um oh, Led Zeppelin. I was I've got a four disc set of Led Zeppelin. Um uh, like was that mothership? I I can't remember. It's just a, it's a four disc set of like greatest hits and everything, man. It's uh, it, that might be Mothership. It's so good because like everything's there. I just let the whole four disc set spin, and man, it's a it's a good time, man. It's a good album. So a good set of albums, to be honest with you. There's four CDs, yeah. there, but it's a, it's good, man. Um, yeah. Other than that, that's about it, you know. Very cool. Very cool. What are you drinking over there besides your? Are you drinking anything in that or is something else? Oh no, there's always if you ever see me with one of these, man, it's always water. I keep yeah. I keep cold water on hand constantly because I drink that's how I keep my diabetes under control. As I drink a freaking ton of water. But tonight I am actually having a Rheingeist electric glow mm. made out of Cincinnati area here locally. This rings in at I want to say roughly about five percent. It is a sour ale. A fruited sour ale. Um, I'm finding over the years that when I want something a little lighter uh, than an IPA or something like that, I'm okay with sour ales. Uh, was down at the uh, Stone Brewing Company in Richmond, Virginia at one point in time and had a lily sour ale, a water lily sour ale that was absolutely one of the best beers I ever had during a day of summer. So, uh, yeah, I'm finding I do like some sour ales. I don't see many of them around, but the, this one from Ryan Geist is pretty freaking damn good. And uh, give it a little sip here. All sure right. Proper rating. 
without spilling any on me. I'll do that. Got a hole in my lip. <laughs> and a waterfall in my beard. So Don't go chasing waterfalls. As far as beers I would normally drink, for this being out of the ordinary, I'm going to give this a solid four, man, out of five. Okay. Yeah, this is a solid four out of five. I like having this around. You know, I like being able to cop this when um, I'm not in the mood for something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it gets a solid four. What are you drinking this evening? Well, my friend, let me tell you what I'm drinking this evening. Um, I have not been in the mood for many beers. It just hasn't been hasn't been tasting good. So I've switched an old old standard, old throwback for me. Got a Captain Morgan's, but it's the hundred proof. So it's got a little extra, little well, extra, extra kick to kick. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, smooth as to be, and of course I got it with good old Coca-Cola in my Captain Morgan's cup because I'm a completist. That's right. You know, I'm a little ashamed of you this evening. Hmm. All this Captain Morgan stuff going on, we don't see the Captain Morgan statue anywhere. Well, okay. You know, just for that. It's a crying shame. Leave leave him leave him in the episode. Oh yeah, he's here. Leave him in the episode. Captain, it's good to see you. He says, are good to be here. All right. And what are you giving the Captain Morgan Spice Rum 100? You know, I love the 100. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.8. You and these little weird decimals you pull off. You're the one that started decimals, Lips. I go by quarters. You go by tenths. Symmetric system. This this cat's going to ring in next week like (laughs) 4.7.6. You know I can't do math. Right, right. (laughs) You got any news, man? The only thing thing I can say that I saw, because I've been a pretty busy bee over the holidays... I saw Mike Port uh, Mike Portnoy. Yeah, I want to say Mike yep. Portnoy uh, doing a run at Pull Me Under. And if you know anything about Dream Theater, man, that's the song that broke him. And I remember that happening in high school, man. And I remember thinking that was one cool song. But I didn't really follow up with Dream Theater after that because it just it just wasn't really my thing to listen to a lot of songs that were kind of epic and shit like that at the time mm-hmm. where I'm at in my life now, I could probably go back and listen to those dudes and really kind of appreciate what's going on there. But man, that drum through was insane. And that dude still makes it look easy as shit, dude. Yeah, man. It's crazy, dude. He is, he is, he is so clutch. It's unfortunate. We may never see another winery dogs album again, but you don't think so. No, I think dude, Billy Sheehan's hanging it up. It's several uh, times, dude. This is the last Mr. Big album we're getting. Maybe the last Mr. Big tour we see. Billy Sheehan's hanging it up, dude. Well, I mean, hell, he's pushing seventy, isn't he? I think he is seventy. Yeah, he's yeah. up. Th- he's up there in his age, man. And uh, no disrespect if he's not seventy, but um, yeah, he's up there in his age. And I will tell you what, I got to see him with the Winery Dogs, man. I'm glad I did, man. Those dudes rock. Those dudes rock, and yeah. he put on a hell of a bass solo. That 
rivals many bass solos and you don't see him that often no you just don't see him that often and he was he's money dude he's billy sheehan is everything you think he is dude and more. yeah yeah i think billy sheehan because of when he came out or at least when he really hit notoriety he gets overlooked but he is a phenomenal musician yeah um and his bass playing is just impeccable yeah impeccable, impeccable. Yep, he gets overlooked just because the area he came up in. Um, yeah. A lot of those guys, super talented, but they just never, they'll never get their due. Mr. Mr. Still Biggs, Mr. Big's a great band, and they were a great band during that time, and they had their, their hit, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there are a lot of musicians that get caught up in whatever the record label does or produces or, or doesn't produce for them. One, yep. of the, one of the greatest and like... And if you know about this guy, you know about this guy. Michael Angelo Badio was in a band called Nitro back in the day. This was a hair band that was so over the top and so over overproduced. Um, like Jim Gillette, the singer, he was uh, Lita Ford's ex-husband. Okay, they have kids and shit together. There's a big dispute or something going on with all yeah. them. Yeah, it's it's an ugly situation. But yeah. this dude had like a minute and a half scream. I've, I, dude, I've had to have shown you Machine Gun Eddie by Nitro at some point in time. I don't think you have. You, you need to look that song up and listen to that opening scream, dude. It's it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And, that, dude, that's that was what their albums were titled. Like, um, Hot and Sweaty or something like that. Or there was a OFR, Out Fucking Rages was the okay. name of one of their albums but uh they were over the top man very very over the top band michael angelo badio is a hell of a hell of a hell of a musician and you ever get the chance i would suggest going out and checking out his album shred force one phenomenal guitar pieces and some tributes to some great phenomenal guitar players over okay. the years. it's amazing dude an amazing amazing album as a, matter, yeah. as a matter of fact, I might be uh, I, that might be the album I give you tonight. I don't have an album for you. <laughs> <laughs> we like to prepare here at Hooked on Zonics. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, the only news I really had um, Ace is out there. Uh, Ace really trying to promote his album, saying stupid shit. Um, Bruce Kulick, uh, f- the former lead guitarist for Kiss. Um, he has decided to uh, leave Grand Funk Railroad after 20 some years and focus on his own solo stuff and, you know, possibly write his own book, which that should be interesting because um, he was a major co- contributing factor to the non makeup era. And uh, there's not a whole lot written about that, that makeup era or non makeup era. Um, so, and I, anything I can learn more about Eric Carr, uh, the better for me, because <clears throat> unfortunately they have decided to essentially erase Eric Carr from the, from the memory bank, which is unfortunate. Who has? Uh, yes. What do you Gina mean? Paul. What do you mean? They're going to erase him? Well, I mean, they haven't, they don't really acknowledge him. They don't. And they they really they've really since his death they've really just kind of 
pushed him aside. He was here. He was gone. He's gone. Yep. Yep. Yeah, come to think about it, dude, I don't recall many interviews. Were there any interviews where they talked about the passing of Eric Carr? Very, like when when they were um, doing the uh, press, when they were doing the press for Revenge, which came out in 92, Eric died in 91. Um, they had to make mention of it because, hey, we got this new blonde-haired drummer. What's going on with that? Yeah. Um, but that yeah, would, that, after, that would be when Eric Singer stepped in. Correct. Yeah, okay. that's when Eric Singer came in. Um, but you know there was a lot of bad blood between Eric Carr and uh, Paul Stanley. You know, really came to a head on that Hot in the Shade tour in '90, uh, where they were, you know, they were going to fire him anyway. For all intents and purposes, they were going to fire him. Um, Eric Carr was going to get fired by Paul Stanley. Because they, they had beef. Yep. What was because the Paul was Paul was treating him like an asshole. Uh, Eric wanted more. He wanted more to do in the band. He wanted more songwriting. He wanted more um, singing. And they gave him one song on Hot in the Shade, and they made him re-record Beth. And he had no interest in re-recording Beth. None. But they made him do it, and he felt horrible about it. Wow. So I... That's my problem with this band, dude. The drama, man. I that's that's why I just they're they're just a, they're just a shell to me anymore, dude. They're just, I I I look at them and I laugh anymore, dude, because it's just like you open your mouth and you say and you do stuff, and it's like guys, you don't understand. Your words have impact. You were heroes to millions of people. There's probably yep. millions of KISS fans all over the world, and you guys bickering and fighting amongst each other. You're fucking heroes to people. Not everybody gets to be somebody's hero, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. So um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Hopefully Bruce can uh feel comfortable comfortable enough to really, you know, speak his mind to about his experience with the band. Um, he's still close with Gene and Paul now, but you know, cause he's a, he's a top notch person. Bruce Kulick is a top notch person. No one can say a bad thing about him. Yeah. Period. So. Yeah. And he's a anyway, clutch, he's a clutch player too. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. He gets, and again, he gets overlooked cause of the era he was in. Yeah. So, That's uh, yeah. Uh, one of the people celebrating a birthday today, January the 2nd, was Roger Miller. Do you know who Roger Miller is? It rings a bell, but I could I okay. could not know. Trailers for sailor in rooms the let 50 cent. That song? King yep. of the Road? King of the okay. Road. Okay. King of the Road. Uh, he had a lot of other big hits. Um, he was born this day in 1936. Wow. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any see any albums? Let's see. Elvis's Gold Records Volume Four was released today. Eh. And one of the uh, one of the quintessential Merle Haggard albums, "Sing Me Back Home," uh, was released today in 1968. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Interesting stuff there, man. It's something. I do like me some Roger Miller. I'm once again, you know, not my forte. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do have a I do have something I do want to say. I did get a bear with me. I got freaking hangnail bothering the shit out of me right now. Um I got a um me and Kate got a gift from her parents. Uh we're gonna go see uh Brad Paisley, Trace Adkins, and ZZ Top and Leonard Skinnerd. Uh, somewhere I want to say in Northern Ohio, um, for like a two day festival type deal. So mm-hmm. we're probably going to get a hotel room and shit like that. Uh, with that being said, it'll be, uh, uh, sometime, I guess late next year. Uh, but I look forward to it. Um, uh, I've never seen Leonard Skinner. I, I understand I'm not seeing, you know, the OG Leonard Skinner or anything like that, but you know, ZZ top is not fully ZZ top anymore, obviously since the passing of, uh, uh dusty dusty yeah so it's um it's a bit of a you know it's a bit of a bittersweet thing but i'll have a good time you know i'm pretty sure i'm gonna have a great time so yeah i I think i don't know who else is on this bill but it'll it sounds like i'm sure i'm not going two days to see four bands you know what i'm saying i'll tell you this i'm really looking forward to hear your your opinion on brad paisley's uh guitar work really yeah. This guy's good, huh? Yeah. He's good. Yeah. You a fan? So, right. are, so are you a bit of a fan? I am. Um, I don't have a lot of his. I think I've got one album of his, uh, Time Well Wasted. Um, but man, he's got a lot of great songs. And his, again, his guitar work is just stellar. No. Am, am I, and I could be wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this the guy that did toes? No, that's uh Zach Brown. Okay. Sorry. I, like I said, I don't know country, man. It's not my thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can you give me an idea? What's a hit from him? Uh, whiskey lullaby, um, oh. alcohol, uh, waiting on a woman. Those are the three I can think of off the top of my head. I think I'm familiar with whiskey lullaby. So, so, all right, we'll see. Hmm, yeah. I'll check into it. All right. All right. Well, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe I can fly. It is your turn this week. Are you sure? Come on, man. Okay. Why, don't don't blow smoke up the bear's butt. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I had um, the... Um, the supergroup Danger Doom, uh, their album The Mouse and the Mask, and this is by Danger Mouse and MF Doom. This bad boy was released in uh, October 11th, 2005. That's pretty crazy. It's been that long. Um, the one of the interesting things about this album is, well, any of his albums pretty much had a theme. So uh, his album right before this, mm, Food, the theme was all about food. Just, you know, just random food, hoe cakes, alcohol, whatever, you know, beer, whatever. Well, this one was a, um, was a um, Adult Swim Cartoon Network theme. 
So he was able to get um, different characters from Adult Swim. So Space Ghost, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, um, Harvey Birdman, uh, the Venture Brothers. And, and so if you liked any of that old school Adult Swim stuff, this is right up your alley. Um, it was really cool to hear um, some of the bits with Master Shake and and uh, Meat Wad and uh, Space Cortez. I just loved loved this album. It's definitely a bit of nostalgia. Um, MF Doom's style. I've never heard of this dude before. Like when I was listening to this album, I do remember listening, like hearing it when I was watching Adult Swim, and I'm like. Oh, okay. That's where I've heard that guy before, but you know, I didn't care, you know, uh, back when I was watching that stuff, this dude was so unique. He was, his lyrics were sometimes bizarre, sometimes poignant. But and his his rhythm, his flow was nothing like I've ever heard before. And it takes you a listen or two to kind of understand, okay, this is just his thing. Uh, his sampling methods, um, just God man, so inventive, so inventive on his samplings. Um, Lots of lots of uh, references for us 80s, 80s kids uh, from Jimmy Superfly Snooka to fucking Destro to, you know, all, all this stuff that we grew up in as being old fucks. Um, he really hit home with it. Um, unfortunately, he died when he was 49. Uh, just right around 2020. Um, some weird... Um, respiratory failure due to some medication that he was on. Um, this guy had a promising career, promising career. Um, so it's, it's a shame that we don't have more from him, but this is a fantastic album. Let me go through some of the tracks here. Let's Let's see, it starts off with El Chupa Nibre. Now, I don't know Spanish. I don't know what that turns out to be. So if I offended anyone, tell me in the comments because I don't know what. Show. You... Huh? Nibre is yes. show? Huh. Okay. No, Kate was yelling up. Oh, what what does what does Chupa mean? I don't know. Not show? No, 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 no. Uh, Kate, was, Kate was yelling up. Look, just do the damn review, man. <laughs> Come on. See, this is what happens. Oh, shit. Uh, let's see. Uh, El Chupa Nibre, great, great starter. Um, again, his sampling is just top notch. He just picks out these little samples and these little these little flute pieces and just, he just makes it work, man. Really good. Um, Sofa King. I don't think you can get away with that thing anymore, but God, it's so fun. 
I mean, again, it's childish. <laughs> a sofa king is childish. But tell me it's not but great, the, dude. But the lyrics are so good in it, man. Oh. Um, let's see. Uh, the mask. Uh, that had Ghostface Killer in it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, perfect hair. Benzy Box was one of my favorites on here. Uh, had CeeLo Green on it. Yeah. Uh, I forget. What was the name of that band that he was in? Uh, shit, I can't recall right off the hand, man. Uh, he was... Uh, Gnarls Barkley. Gnarls Barkley, yeah. Thank Good you. Right. Good job. Yeah. Uh, old School was great. Um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That was cool, man. Just hearing Carl. There's this whole thing. Okay. If, okay. Spoiler. If no one has ever watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force, you need to watch at least two episodes of this to really understand this album fully. Um, there, There's a scene where Carl, the next door neighbor to the <laughs> Teen Hunger Force, is in here. And <laughs> He's talking about, hey, won't you play something cool for the white kids? Like, I don't know, like Ario Speedwagon or something. Yeah. Something real badass. <laughs> yeah, real badass. <laughs> like some Ario Speedwagon and uh, some tambourines or something. So good, man. And, 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 and to understand the character, it's fucking hilarious. hilarious yes. You know what I mean? So yes. listening, listening to this really fucking is like. I think Space Ghost is on a track too, dude. Yeah, Space Ghost yeah. is on. I think he's on Space Hose. Yeah, I think so. Um, let's see. And some of us have been watching Space Ghost since the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Um, no Names was a standout track. Um, they had the cast of C Lab twenty twenty one. Again, that was really. That was. I did a little. Uh, Watched a few clips of C Lab 2021 uh, earlier today. It's so funny. Uh, Crosshairs was great. Vats of urine <laughs> with the Moonanites. Uh, Moonanites. Uh, one of the one of the voices is Will Ferrell. Um, fuck man, it's so good. It's just ridiculous. Um. I cannot stress enough be, beyond these little um, adult swim cameos, the lyrical content and the sampling prowess that this, that MF doom has put together. Um, I really, I really listen and danger mouse and danger mouse and danger mouse. and danger mouse, man. Come on. It is danger doom. That's I'm telling you this, this is just, this is just, I, I told you, I fucking told you when I gave you the album that this is a phenomenal fucking album, dude. Yeah. I and told you. Completely flew under the radar. Um, let's see. As far as charting wise, it peaked at number 41 on the Billboard 200, uh, 31 on the hip hop albums, and number two on the U.S. top independent albums. So he had a following there, man. He had a following. There. Dude, let me tell you, man, that dude had more talent than most guys have in their whole fucking body, dude. That dude, that dude had skill 
Like I'm like I'm not no, and I'm not discrediting Danger Mouse. Please understand that. Sure. But I just you know we lost a fucking great fucking cat, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think that he ever really got his due. Due. You know what I mean? You know, some people no. would some people there are in some circles they say he was sold out. And I don't know that I could say that the dude sold out because everything about his artwork on his albums, everything about his flow is so unorthodox and so underground that it's, I can't see how you can even say that, dude. Maybe he worked with a few big stars, but that don't mean he sold out, dude, because at the end of the day, if he sold out, everybody fucking know about this dude. And if you were even remotely into hip hop, you would know about this dude. People who yeah. know a lot of the underground or they listen to things in the underground world, they know about this dude. But yep. you know, if I sat there and asked my 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 son's uh, my son-in-law, and he's a big hip hop guy, do you know who MF Doom is? They probably wouldn't know. My yeah. youngest, my youngest son Jacob, huge hip hop cat. Do do you know who MF Doom is? They probably would not fucking know, man. Yep. And the only and the only way my son Jacob, my personal son Jacob, would would know, is because he's heard this album. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. an album. It's an album I spend every once in a while, man. I love, I love this album. I'm sorry, it, it's I'm unique. Not... I mean, it's just unique. Now, um, when I when when you first gave me the album, I asked you how did it compare to you to that. Um, that Mount Westmore with E40, Snoop, Dre, and all that. And you said this one's better than that. I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't say that's better. It's just different. It's so unique. So let me explain something, okay? Mm-hmm. Anybody that really knows my music DNA, and we all have music DNA, okay? We've talked about this. If you heard Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing, you know what his guitar playing would be. But we all have DNA. It's stuff that makes us the musicians that we are, right? When I flow, and I'm not saying it's something that I do often, I flow in a more New York-style tempo. Okay? I don't flow in a West Coast tempo. And New York-style hip-hop has always been more my favorite because that's the roots of hip-hop. Yeah, you know, think think about the guys that come out of, of of New York. You got Run DMC. You know, these were the earliest. You know, I think Grandmaster Flash and all of them were up in that area. You yep. know, that's 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 a huge huge thing for me. Uh, Wu Tang Clan. I'm a huge Wu Tang Clan fan. All members of Wu Tang. Um, uh, like, dude, don't no disrespect to the to the west coast the west coast really brought it i'm a huge like when it comes to all those dudes though most people would point to dre they would point to snoop they would point to guys like e40 and too short and stuff like that and there are a lot of great west coast rappers man but i'm telling you in my personal opinion nobody had delivery like easy he may not he may not have written his shit he may not have written most of shit and that's fine i don't give a fuck at the end of the day he still delivered that like that like it was fucking meant and with fucking talent, man. Yep. You know, he just had delivery, man. And uh, and that's that's one thing I can say is he was one of the best delivery artists in hip-hop. And this guy, this guy's got great delivery too, dude. Like out of nowhere, he just dropped something in your lap. Like, what was that word that motherfucker just said? Mm-hmm. You know, like, fuck, dude. And like, yeah, it's sad, dude. Yeah. So, you know, when I, I picked, when I picked this album up, um, Johnny over at 
lost and found he's like yeah i can't keep that album off the on the shelf people just keep buying that album he's like i don't know anything about it but people just love this damn album yeah. so you know they're you know i bet you'd like to i bet you'd like to have that mouse in the mask album i would love to have it i, I don't, I don't, I, don't it. I don't even know if it's in print anymore yeah i don't know um but i'll keep an eye out for it yeah so yeah so there was actually two uh covers for this album really yep two covers for this album so the white album cover to me with the cross and the mouse mask was the one that i was used to that's that's the mat the the yeah that's i know yeah that's the uh u.s version what was the other cover That right there. That's a nice one too. Yeah, that's the European version. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Hey, I like both of them. And dude, and see, that's the other thing. His album artwork was was not your oh. average album album artwork. It was done nice, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, he did a great job on it. Um, all in all, I'm giving. There's only a couple of songs that I like skipped because they just weren't. Uh, wasn't feeling them. Um, I'm going to give this thing a 9.5. I mean, I really did. I did. I listened to two or three more albums of his just because I like this album so much. Um, yeah. And that's what it's all about, man. So what, so what happened that made you go, that made you go, damn, Tony's onto something here. It really, I really enjoyed the, the, um, the adult swim characters run-ins periodically and it made sense it wasn't forced it was a kind of like a concept album yeah and just his flow i again you know me not being well versed in in you know this genre it's it's hard for me to fully explain it but man just his flow was so unique so so, uh, so unorthodox dude yeah so unorthodox but and and it's so god it's so nasty it's like like who who thinks like that mm-hmm. who fucking thinks of bars like that like get the fuck out of here man yep um one of the things i kind of took away from this album was there wasn't a whole lot of cussing yeah i and i thought that was interesting it's like okay you know, there wasn't a lot of motherfucker this, blah, 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 blah. And when it was just like, just straight flow, just normal conversation flow. Yeah. Um, it, I, I, I was impressed. I was yeah. just impressed with it. I'm glad you like it, man. Yeah. To me, uh, I would agree, I would agree with that rating. I would agree with that rating. There's probably a couple of tracks on the album that I skip. Uh, you know, not that they're bad or anything like that. Just, just, I just yeah. skip them. But dude, the, the the album is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal album. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, MF Doom. Yeah. Um, man, you were just something else, man. Something else, and uh, yeah, you were you, you were a talent that will be missed. But your your, sure. your legend lives on through music every day. That's for sure. Same as same as any other great musician, Eddie Van Halen. You know, just it just it goes. The list goes on. We've lost so many great talents so young, and uh, 
I gave you this album because I just thought that this this is a guy that should be heard. People, more people should know about this guy. No, I agree. And I, I think, completely agree. And I think I that, I, uh, I shared this album with probably five people. Yeah. Like you gotta listen to this shit. Yeah. And, and who I mean, and who and who came back to you? Nobody. Yet. Five. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. Are they music lovers? Yeah. Do they watch the show? No. Are they part of the eight? <laughs> <laughs> Are you part of the eight? Are you part of the eight to watch this show? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. All right. I guess I'm next. You ladies are next. And, ladies and gentlemen, I was actually holding this review. Uh, I knew it would come up, um, and I was debating on whether or not to talk to Bruce about it, but I think there's a bigger review we got coming up with the Dolly Parton thing for the 50th yep. anniversary show. Uh, so look forward to that in two episodes. Um, with that being said, I ended up having the, the Rolling Stones Hackney Diamonds album, the newest release from the Stones, and um, I am a bit of a Stones fan, uh, have been me and Bruce have personal favorite albums by these guys. Uh, he is a, uh, some girls fan. I am a sticky fingers fan. Uh, and I've been a sticky fingers fan since, uh, I was probably in high school. Uh, my dad turned me on to him. Uh, like most people, you probably heard him from around the way from sympathy for the devil or can't get no satisfaction. Some shit like that. Um, uh, bottom line, legendary band, let me start off before I start getting into the songs and stuff. How amazing it is at their age that, and I don't know how much vocal work was done and it didn't really sound forced, mm -hmm. but Mick Jagger still sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. He still sounds absolutely fucking amazing. Um, the guitar work still on point on point the band sounds great i'm not gonna lie uh the special guest they used on the album smart very smart very yeah. nice uh, tasteful very tasteful um let me i i want to say this first and foremost and i will make no freaking bones about it uh at some point in time i'm going to go on a deep dive of lady gaga i am a lady gaga fan i like her as an actress I liked her. I like her as a human being. I like watching her interviews. I think that she is something else. Um, I understand why Metallica would use her for uh, what they did. Uh, I, I think at an award show, um, listening to her on this album, that's there's a, there's a track on here. That's loaded, loaded with stars. And she's on that album and her placement on that album, along with everybody else's, don't get me wrong, just is this, it is one of the two strengths. I have two standout tracks on this album. That is a standout mm. track. Um, and I, and I just want to say, man, she is more and more every day. I just, I've got to know more. Like, did you know, let me, let me give you a piece of music information. Did you know around the world, they would play poker face, but only one radio even in initiated the idea of editing it because they thought she was saying fucked up, something fucked up in the song. Really? And of all the radio stations that this song played around the world, you remember how big poker face was, right? Oh yeah. Okay. At the end of the day, only one radio station thought to censor it. Hmm. Do you know what the, do you know what the line was? Uh, -uh. 
po 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 poker face fa 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 fucker face huh I didn't know crazy that. dude crazy dude to pull something like that off around the world around the world dude get the fuck out of here dude get you're a legend fuck you're a damn <laughs> you're a legend <laughs> Like it or not, she's a motherfucking legend, dude. I'm legend, dude. You like it or not, dude. Like it or not, what other song do you know that made constant airplay over the radio all over the world that said the word "fuck" several times? None. None. Uh, come on, feel the noise. They slipped it in there. Not like she did, dude. It was part of the I'm chorus. not saying not like but... part of the chorus, dude. Part of the chorus yep. several times over. Yep. Get out of here. We're not talking one little, hey, we slipped it in there. No, we're talking it's in your face and you're singing it, motherfucker. You're singing it. <laughs> that's legendary status, dude. I don't give a fuck how you paint it, dude. That's that's legendary, dude. And so I'll tell you what, I have a lot of love and respect for Lady Gaga. I don't care what anybody says. Um I think she's a hell of a fucking musician and she is a hell of a fucking singer. Yeah. Hell of a fucking singer. Um, so with that being said, back to the album, she did a great job on that song. Um, Hackney diamonds first song, angry, great, great opener classic. Everything throughout this album is just classic stones. It's what you expect from the stones. If you're looking for something new, stop. You're going to get, you're going to get jam stones. You're going to get, cool stones the only thing that i can say is there's a track on here and it is a standout track i want to say yeah whole wide world track number five mm. this thing gives me a really british feeling london calling something yeah like that. i don't think i've heard mick jagger sound so much like this through any songs over the it's years, been a rather. long time and yeah there's a really the vocal work that he did and pulled off on this it really kind of just boom, time shifted me and was like good job man fucking good job and and once again vocals were fucking great um second song uh get close trumpet the trumpet in this, the, the trumpet spots in this album, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Love it. I thought it was a saxophone at first. Uh, I had to look it up just to make sure. Actually, trumpet, and it was uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, I gave Angry and Get Close both A's, uh, depending on you, another A. Uh, bite, Biting my head off. A lot of cursing on this song. More mm. so than usual for the Stones for me. Uh, not that it... it bothered me too much or anything but you really feel like they really gave the sense of here we go we're going to kind of let it all fucking hang loose maybe mm -hmm. we've never done this before and um and maybe they have you know i don't know every stones album by back and forth by hand but they really put a lot of there was a lot of cursing in the in that song and, and it, once again it doesn't bother me but be aware that it's there yeah. um whole wide world uh, that whole London calling thing th that got an A too. Um, bite, biting my head off got an A. Dreamy skies got an A. And then I hit, you know, somewhere about two thirds through the album, and I run into mess it up and live by the sword. And I gave mess it up a C, man. 
really i i get that it's a catchy tune but it's because that catchy just it, it seemed poppy too poppy for me man and i get I, it I, I, I get it just not my thing uh live by the sword didn't really care for it it got a b i mean it was all right but it, it, it wasn't an a um driving me driving me too hard driving me too hard correct I, I couldn't read my writing there uh i gave it an a um i i don't know too many men out there in the world that don't don't feel that way uh yeah. you need to check that fucking song out if you if you you're going through some shit and you need to just hear you man you're fucking a dude that's that's a great song for that uh tell me straight I liked the song and I gave it an A. The solo was fucking great. Um it was it was a good song, man. A very nice kind of bluesy style song. And it was uh it was good. Uh Sweet Sound of Heaven. Once again, that's the one that's got a bunch of stars With on Lady. it. With Lady. Yep. Steve Stevie Wonders on the track on keys. And yep. um there's the, the it, that was a standout track for me. That's obviously an A plus. Um and then we would close with the Rolling Stones blues. And I think Muddy Waters was on that track or it was like, well, it, it gets a Muddy Waters song and right. that's, that's how they came up with their name. Right. So with that being said, um, man, there's a lot of good stuff on this album. And if you're a Stones fan, this is definitely an album for you. Even if you're not a big Stones fan, but you do dig them, definitely check it out. It's it's a, it's a solid, solid offering from the Stones, and I'm glad Bruce gave it to me, to be honest with you. Um, am I going to hold it in as high regard as you would or anybody else would as far as Stones' album goes? No. But I can see where, if listened to enough, this could fall into one of your favorite Stones' albums because there is a lot of good material on here. However where I'm at in my positioning, I mean, I could be really biased and just go, boom, this is my stones rating for, you know, because I love the stones or I'm a fan of the stones, or I could sit here and give you what I think is a, is a real, real rating on the album as an overall whole. Is it the best the stones have to offer? No, but it's far from the worst. And I wouldn't put it in my top three stones albums, but it could possibly fall in my top five. It's a really solid offering from the Stones, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to say that it's not. So with that being said, I'm not, I, I just can't give it a super great rating because I feel I'd be super biased. But I don't think it's the best the Stones have to offer. I'm going to give it an 8 point. Fuck it. Let's go 8.50. Uh, I could have given a seven. Come on. I wouldn't anyway. give it a seven. 8.7. 8 8.5. Uh, 8.5. It's just, listen, listen. I if, get it. If your top Stones album is a 10, the next could be a nine. Or, you know, the next two or so could be a nine. Yeah. This is, this is, this is, this is not a bad Stones album. You no. Know, it's, 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 it's like, it's like listening to fucking uh, Aerosmith. This isn't going to be your favorite Aerosmith album. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but it's a damn good fucking album, and it it could fall into an album that you spend, you know, maybe not as often 
as two or three other Aerosmith albums, but it, it it'll get rotation at some point. Like, yeah, this was a good album. I need to go back and listen to that. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a great album. It's a great album. I can't give it a, a knockout rating because, like like Bruce, you know, you've got some girls, you've got uh, Steel Wheels, you've got uh, Sticky Fingers, you've got. I mean, there's just so much stones out there for me to say, wow, this is the, I can't do it. I can't do it. It, It's just, but know this, it's a great offering. If you are a stones fan, you are not wasting your time on this album. You may even rate this stone album as an, like he said, an 8.75 or a nine. But for me, I don't listen to the stones that much anymore. I am still a bit of a fan. What bums me out the most is I'll never be able to afford tickets to one of their shows, you know? Um, so at the end of the day, I'll never get to see them live. And if I did see them live, I'd probably never get to see them do everything I'd want to hear live. I'd probably, I'd be lucky to hear one thing because their category, their, their catalog <laughs> is so big. Do you, know, do, do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, like go look through fucking their set list, you know? I do need need to hear songs live for me from the Stones would be Moonlight Mile number one. Mm. Fucking dude, I'd shit bricks, dude. Sister Morphine number two. You know, I would love to hear Dead Flowers or Wild Horses. Mm -hmm. I would love if they went. They decided one day they were going to go do the Sticky Fingers album, and it was a thousand dollars a pop, dude. I'd probably lose some guitars. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm right with you. Um, Seeing the stones is on my bucket list, even without Charlie Watts. Um, Losing Charlie Watts for me was a huge emotional um, loss. I'm a huge stones fan. And when I think of the stones, I think of my buddy Vic and me and Vic was a huge Stones fan. And he's the one that really got me getting into this deep dive of the Stones. Because when we were in high school, I was more of the Beatles guy. I was Sergeant Peppers all the way. Uh, so and then remind me to tell you something after you tell your story on that. Yeah. And then when I got to really hanging out with Vic, we would just spit fire. He's like, no, you got to listen to Sticky Fingers. No, you got to listen to fucking some girls. You got to listen to this, this, this. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, holy shit. These guys are way harder than the fucking Beatles ever could be. Ever could be. And from that point on, I was like, the stones all the way. Stones all the way. Um, I thought it was really cool that Paul McCartney actually played on this album. Uh, he played bass on um, on uh, Bite My Head Off. And you could really tell they, they kicked the bass up a little bit on that. And that was cool to hear. Um, Charlie Watts, unfortunately, only played two songs on this album. It was uh, Live By The Sword and Mess It Up. Uh, I really love Mess It Up. Again, I understand it's very poppy, but it's catchy as fuck. It's what I expect out of... Mess It Up could easily be on Emotional Rescue to me. Perfectly okay with that. But Live By The Sword is an awful song. It's awful. It just wasn't my favorite, man. It's awful. 
So I, 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 that's, I gave it a B. I didn't care for the poppiness of, of fucking messing yeah. up. I, I mean, enjoyed it, but again, I'm used. To, I like the poppiness of emotional rescue and tattoo you and dirty work. I like that poppiness because they mix some other stuff with it too. But I understand it. Um, but yeah, live by the swords by far the worst song on this album by far. So, um, is this in the top five of my stones albums? Probably not, but it's right there. It's right there. It is. It is the best thing that they've put out in the last 30 years. I'm not going to disagree. I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to speak on albums that I didn't listen to. And that's why I kind of pulled away from the stones because I was, I would be checking out certain things. I'm like, yeah, this is, this isn't what I'm looking for anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, this, this album is, uh, I'm glad I got to hear it. I mm-hmm. think it's a great album. Uh, like I said, is it in my top three, five? Uh, probably not, but damn close. Damn. Close. It's this good. Is, this is a, like I, if ranking stones albums, this would probably be somewhere between five and 10. Yeah. You know, and how many albums do they have? Fucking 25, 40, 30. Yeah, sorry, 40 yeah. or 50. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and we're not, and we're not even talking at the lower end of 10, you know? No, you know, no. So this is a solid album. It is a very yeah. solid album. Would you, would you give it? You know, I'd give it a solid, I'd give it a nine. Again, because the reason I say that it's, I've got one skippable track. I got two. I'm not saying it's a phenomenal album. I got two. But it's, it's really good. It is really good. It is really good, dude. And that's and that's why I don't want to be biased on it. Would yeah. you say would you say your nine is biased? I think you'd have to say that. I think you'd honestly have to say that. Think about it, bud. If I wasn't okay, so you want me to look at this like I'm not a Stones fan? Yep. If I'm not a Stones fan, you're an average music listener that knows a little bit about the Stones. Seven and a half. Really? Yeah. Because this, this is a solid Stones. It's an 8.5, dude. I agree. That's a solid album. Listen, if you had never heard the Stones before, but would this would this album make you want to seek out more? Right. Then would it, would it would it if you heard this never heard the Stones before, would this album make you want to seek tough. out more? It's tough. It's tough because I've been listening to the Stones for fucking 30 some years. I can tell you listening to this album, it would make me want to seek out the Stones more. There's yeah. good, there's great stuff on the album. It would, yeah. if I didn't know anything about the Stones, I would go, man, I'm gonna have to check out a little more of their stuff. And I would go do a deep dive, and I would go, what are the top five Stones albums? And I'd start with what what, what people would thought would would were great Stones albums. And yeah. I'd start listening. And okay. I tell you, so knowing that, it automatically gets an eight. But if I am not going to be biased, if I was biased, I'd give it a nine. You're right. If yeah. I, if I was biased, I'd give it a nine. Yeah. Why did I land at 8.5? Because I'm thinking about the average user, not me. Yeah, and I don't know if the average user who's never really listened to the Stones would understand some of the poppiness, some of the 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 
stone the stonisms but i that's think that's in this album i think anybody that had never heard the stones heard this album and had an appreciation for music and understanding of music mm-hmm. they would go okay i don't know who this band is but i like what i'm hearing maybe i'll check out a little more of their stuff mm. and one and for for me, my rating scale that's an automatic 8 knowing what's on this album and comparing it to what I know of the Stones, I have to come with the, my rating to be okay. I can't be biased. I have to give this a real album rating. And even even then, I scored it higher than what most people scored it. It only received like a seven, a seven to a fucking seven point seven, hmm. somewhere between a seven and an eight. And I gave it an eight point five. Take a look, dude. Take a look. I mean, it charted huge everywhere. Well, because it was a Stones album. Except for Lithuania. Lithuania peaked at 68. Everywhere else was one through eight. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Lithuania is the assholes. But what were the ratings on it? Uh, Let's see. I don't know if I got it. Let's see. Hold on. See, Classic Rock gave it a four and a half star. Daily Telegraph, five stars. Evening Standard, four stars. Four, 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 five. So, so about an eight. Somewhere between an eight and some some of those people were probably a little biased. You think the Irish Times is biased or the Scotsman? I don't know. No, I mean, honestly, look. This is a great Stones album. It's just really fun, man. Um, I'm glad they put it out. It really came out of nowhere. Um, I if hope they, they make music till they're a hundred. I do not. I hope. I hope that if this is this is this is it, great way to close it. Great way to close. Go live your lives, guys. You don't owe anybody anything else. You know, we'd love to have more music from you. Don't get me wrong. But at this point in time, you're ending on a super high fucking note. Let it go. Let it go before Mm. it becomes. It's dude. I get it. 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 Dude. But the Stones is one of those one of those bands like I never want them to stop. You said this is the best album they've done in 30 years. Yep. Hang it up. End on that high note, dude. End on that high like note, big... man. Listen, Here's the thing: I like the, the, I like the, Bridges the, to Babylon. I like Bigger Bang. It's okay. They don't have to make. They don't have to make another album. No. Go ahead and tour. Let everybody get a chance to see you. Come up with a with an idea where people can afford to fucking see you mm-hmm. before you before you call it a day. Go into Cleveland and do five shows. Garth Brooks does. Garth Brooks does it. You yep. know what I mean? Go into fucking all the major cities. Sell out the venue as many times as you can at a fair rate so that everybody has an opportunity to see you and call it a day. Do I think you that'll know, happen? No. No. So um this this latest tour that they're on to support this album is uh brought to you by AARP, which is fantastic. And they are offering discounted tickets for older people, which I think is great. We're not that old. <laughs> not yet. 
<coughs> Maybe next year. Not even no. next year, son. No. No, we, one of the things I love about the Stones, they always change up their set list. Always. And you, and that's and that's the thing is you you don't know what you're going to get. I think what would yeah. be really idea is if they came up with a set list that gave a little bit of everything that everybody would hope to hear, go off and offer tickets. I thought, dude, I'd pay a hundred dollars. I'd pay a hundred dollars and be very happy if it, like Garth Brooks made the ticket prices one price and they went ding 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 ding. You ended up with whatever <laughs> seat was next. And if they did something like that and booked as many days as they could sell out first show sold out we're doing a second one. second show sold out we're doing a third one great great i know that'd be tough on them but they would end on a high note with this album they would give every fan an opportunity to truly see them you know yeah yeah i am i agree have you even looked up tickets for this tour I did, but I don't remember what they were. They were probably ridiculous. Tell me they weren't. I, I really don't remember. They were about what I expected. Probably two hundred bucks, two three hundred bucks. That's a lot of money, dude. That's a lot of money to get to see a show that you may not hear a single song you're hoping to hear. Oh, you'll hear it. You and I will have to sit down after the show sometime and talk yeah. about talk about recent set lists and how often it changes, and how often like just would we, we'll, we'll go with your album, we'll go with my album. How often are they playing a song off that album? Hmm. That okay? Yeah, we'll we can do, do that. that. We can do that. All right. Uh, sure. with that being what do you said, give me? What am I giving you? Yeah, we what are you giving me next? We week? spoke about it earlier. I really didn't have anything to give you. And I was really kind of <laughs> I was really kind of fucking after after mentioning it, I think it's a good idea to give you this album. I think okay. you're gonna I think you're gonna find some really good stuff on this album. Uh I'm giving you Michael Angelo Badio. Um Shred Force One. Okay. You All wanna right. write that down? No, hold on. And I am going to give you, my friend, because I was a bit behind the eight ball on this, too. But this is one of the albums I wanted to give you. I just didn't know when I wanted to give it to you. Um, hold on. Shred. Shred Force. <laughs> All right, I'll find it. I am giving you Greta Van Fleet's latest album, Starcatcher. is nominated for a Grammy. Okay. And the reason I'm giving it to you because you mentioned Led Zeppelin. Oh uh, yeah, I was in, I was um I'm not always listening to Doom, man. I mean, realistically, I listen to a lot of it and I'm always exploring that genre. I'm always exploring all different kinds of genres, but one day I just said, "You know what? I need to really sit down and listen to Led Zeppelin." And that's what one of the reasons I called you earlier this week. I want to end this show on that note. Jimmy Page 
is a very sloppy guitar player. He is. If, if, you, if you want living proof, Achilles' last stand and Fool in the Rain. Mm. If you want living proof, all I can sit there and go is, now I'm not saying I hate it. Please let me make that very clear. I love unorthodox lead players. And I love guys that play with feel. I don't mind if they're sloppy. I don't mind if they're technical. I just love guitar players. But let me tell you, a lot of people sing his praise, but they don't understand that it's because of his feel and sloppy guitar playing, in my opinion. And it's no disrespect to him. Please let me make that very mm-hmm. fucking clear. He's very innovative, but yeah. Okay. Because you can listen to some of his stuff and go, man, is that really what the great Jimmy Page would come up with? You know, you really, that's what you wanted to record, you know? Yeah. But there are other guitar players out there like that as well. And it does, and it's not to take away or disrespect them in any way. It's not. It's, they take you in a different direction than you expect to go. And that's where it becomes like, you feel that it's sloppy or it could be technically sloppy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's that tech, it's that guitar player's DNA. Right? Yeah. So with that being said, um, I had, I had, I had heard somebody mention that he was a bit of a sloppy guitar player. And uh, I went back and I was like, hold on for as high regard as this guy's held in. I, I got to know, I know a little bit about playing guitar and they weren't wrong. They were not wrong. There are certain tracks that he went in there on, and it doesn't seem like that was his best work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe maybe he wasn't into the track. You know? Uh, that's one of the reasons Jimmy Page and Ace Fraley are very similar. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't disagree. Style-wise. And you can tell that Jimmy Page was a huge influence on Ace. And that's one of the reasons I love Jimmy Page and I love Ace Fraley. Yeah. There's a looseness and that sloppiness. But God, man. It's their DNA. Yeah. It's their DNA. You know, you're not going to say the same thing about Eddie Van Halen. No. It's so technical it hurts. You know what I mean? Fucking Michelangelo Badio, the guy you're getting ready to listen to. Mm-hmm. Probably, in my opinion, the one of the greatest guitar... He's, he's definitely in my top five. I would say possibly in my top three, one of the greatest guitar players I know. Everybody knows how I feel about Joe Satriani. Everybody knows how I feel about Steve Vai. There are other guys out there. Tosin Abasi, I absolutely love from Animals as Leaders. I gave you one of their albums, didn't I? Yep. Last last year. Oh, such a phenomenal guitar player, dude. He's Mm -hmm. so freaking great. And please understand, I know that listening to a lot of this musical guitar stuff isn't your your forte, but I really, really think you're going to like some stuff that's on that album. And not all of it is, um, the whole album isn't 100% just guitar. Okay. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, With that being said, once again, if you like what you see here, please like, comment, and subscribe. Keep in mind, we want to hear what you got for Christmas, what sucked and what didn't. Um, yeah, Bruce, and let us know if you yeah let let us know if you want any of the uh, 
and he hooked on Sonic's merch. If we get enough uh, interest, we'll make that happen. We just so got to have enough interest. What we would do is we would do it in waves for yes. a season. <laughs> and I would say, you know, hoodies are going to be the most expensive, but we'd start off with black t-shirts on a decent, on a decent, uh, decent t-shirt with the white logo, as you've seen in the background and down below. Um, with that being said, you know, if there's enough interest, we'll make it happen. But to buy in bulk would be idea. Yeah. You know, that way we get a better discount on it for you. Um, we're for not looking, you, the we're fans. not looking to make a million of dollars off of you. You know, I didn't even do that one as I, yeah, just 500,000. Get out of here. We got to have, <laughs> hey, we got to have more than the eight people watching at home <laughs> to make that happen. And we want to appreciate, we want to appreciate all tell eight people. of you. We appreciate all eight of you. There's rumors there may be 10 next week. So we're hoping those other two people will drop in. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with all that. And if you like what you see here, once again, share it with a friend, especially any music yeah. lovers. Uh, Bruce, it's been a great time hanging with you. Happy New Year to all you folks out there. We're looking forward to a great 2024. Look forward in a couple episodes for episode 50, where we will be doing the Dolly Parton episode on her new album from last year, Rockstar. Um, looking forward to that with you, my friend Bruce. Yeah, man. Uh, that'll probably be a little bit of a longer special, just because yeah. there's, there's a lot to cover on that album. Um, 30 tracks. 30 tracks to cover on that album. But we will see you next week. We are back until further notice. Bruce. Tom. We are hooked on Sonics. Have a great evening. See y'all.